Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. I'm Ken Moore, and on this edition of Arkansas AgCast, I'm privileged to be speaking with Mr. Ted McKinney. And he is the Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agricultural Affairs for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. He is our keynote speaker at the Arkansas Farm Bureau Annual Convention today. And Mr. McKinney, it's great to have you here in Arkansas at our convention. And thank you for giving us just a few minutes of your time. First of all, uh, because trade is such an important and timely topic right now for all farmers and ranchers in the United States, because of the ongoing tariff war, if you will, the dispute with China, uh, what's your message for American farmers and ranchers? This has been ongoing for some time. Uh, what does, what do you think we see if, is there any resolution in 2019? Sure. Well, I hope so. I think the first thing I'd say is thank you for your showing patience. The president does have their back. I hope that's been demonstrated through the mitigation program, through the tough stances he's been taking to get trade right, if I can say it that way. So I want to start with saying thank you to Farm Bureau members and farmers and ranchers across the state for their patience. The second thing, and it's ironic that we're having this meeting here now, is we're on the cusp of the G20 conference in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I so hope, and many, 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 many others do, that we can see President Trump come together with President Xi Jinping of China to start to bring to a slow halt, maybe a fast halt, these issues involving trade, particularly with China. The reason it's taken so long is we just haven't seen our friends in China tell us with any conviction they're going to quit stealing our stuff and they're going to quit forcing our companies into forced technology transfer. Those are bright lines in the sand, and so I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that here, the third or fourth time we've met, we'll get some resolution. If that can happen, I think we can start to see our way forward to some resolution. But we've got to cross that uh, bridge, and we've got to get our friends in China to tell us that first. We've just harvested a record soybean crop this year. Uh, U.S. soybean growers know how to produce record-breaking yields, and have record-breaking yields, but they've got to be able to sell it. They don't, have any, they don't have enough storage capacity. Exports are key. What's your message for them? Wow, that's a tough one. Well, I can relate because our own farm in Indiana is very much in that situation. I think we've found one last bin that we've filled right up to the last rung, so we've got the storage. But for those that don't, I would just have to say keep talking with those potential suppliers. Meanwhile, I'm going to keep working on getting product moved as best as we can. We know that China is not that wide-open market. It's not much of a market at all right now for soy. But we've met with a number of other countries. I'm now 350,000 miles in, 21 country visits in the last 14 months. And we hope some of those can continue to add a little bit more purchase to their coffers and help bring some relief here. But the dynamics are there. The world needs the beans. We've just got to find the logistics and the timing to get them there. So if they're storing them, I'd stay with it. Otherwise, we're going to try to keep finding those outlets. And then finally, uh, on a more positive note, this, this year, one of the good news stories is we've renegotiated the NAFTA trade agreement with Mexico and Canada. We kind of like to call it the new NAFTA. Talk about that. And what can farmers and ranchers expect in 2019 because of these renegotiations? Sure. Well, it is a good document. And, and by the way, 
it, it doesn't just open doors for great new pronounced additional exports. Remember, most of the ag went into the negotiation saying, do no harm. Well, we didn't do any harm, and we did get some more access. So, for example, with Canada, we got about 3.5% more access to dairy, a good thing. Uh, we straightened out some nefarious actions on how they treat our wheat versus the same wheat on their side. And I think on some wines and distilled spirits, we straightened some things out. Mostly what we've done is we've found a way that we hope is transparent, such that we know what Canada's doing with their dairy. Because they created this Class 7 milk system, kept profitable products and sold them in Canada, and dumped dry milk powder and butter on the world market at half, two-thirds the global price. Not fair. We hope we've got a way to circumvent that and know exactly what's taking place. More than that, though, the part of USMCA, or I call it USMECA, is that there's a new biotechnology chapter. Never before in any agreement do we have a biotech chapter. And the other one is a completely rewritten sanitary, phytosanitary chapter. And for those that don't know trade and SPS issues, that's where most countries find a soft underbelly to screw you. And they have. So the fact that we've got a new set of language that we can use when we go negotiate with Japan or all the other countries, very positive. Encouraging news there. And we've been speaking with Mr. Ted McKinney, the Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agricultural Affairs with the USDA here at the Arkansas Farm Bureau Annual Convention.